Hello, this is episode 151 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. This is on generational patterns of colonialism and interrelational relationships. I had a block with the word racism in the last podcast. I think interrelational relationships are going to be a struggle. This is my 50th podcast by myself. I knew after I watched the play by one of my heroes, Lorraine Hansberry, it would be an inspiration for a topic. In many ways, this podcast is all that I've stored up for maybe 20 years. A British person saying to me, India wasn't civilized before the British went there. I have friends from Kashmir who neither feel Indian or Pakistani. You could be talking about how the Irish were savages before we were thought English. There is so much of our identity and how we speak based in Irish, having the crack. Our word order is even different down to how Irish is the opposite way around. But we are often judged for our direct translations within our own dialect. I feel there should be an English-Irish official language option in the same way as you can pick US English. The first time I went to Brussels and I saw hugely impressive buildings that were so vast in size to anything that we had in Ireland, especially of that generation. They had the biggest building in Europe at one point. And then I read the plaques outside the buildings, which told me that they were built on the wealth of the Congo. No wonder Ireland didn't have these types of impressive buildings for the era, this wealth. But was it rich? And now many just want to remove the statues from the fronts of these buildings that are openly condoning the legacy of those who pillaged countries, abused others to build them in many cases. One of the beautiful lines from Les Blanks by Lorraine Hansberry's It's still yesterday in Africa. It will take millions of tomorrows to rectify what is being done here. They talk of the scars in the landscapes after the mining, the same mining whose wells built those impressive buildings in Europe. Our colonial view of success still trunks through on every bad choice we've made. It's all around us in every city openly. The mayor in the play talks about how Africans have had the country for hundreds of years and done nothing with it. But what is doing something with it when it means destroying it? We could be having the same conversation about Brazil and the rainforests. You could joke that the orangutans or the natives have had it for hundreds of years and done nothing there except live in it and value it and appreciate it. And we're now seeing that it's a huge part of our ecosystem and that losing 25% of the rainforest has a dramatic effect on the CO2 levels worldwide. Does palm oil or what you build represent as doing something successful? And I guess the penultimate moment for me in the play, as blanks, was when the Dutch settlers, who seemed so much more liberal and tolerant and understanding, and who've appeared to provide medical care and education. But even they don't feel that Africans have their own voice or that they're worth presenting to have their own voice in the government. They don't take that forward. And so that has completely added to the unrest in the play and why there is a now a warfare taking place. Because they can't get beyond that black people can be clever or rational enough to govern their own country. And so you end up sitting there and thinking how much of this is fact and how much is fiction. And I know what I think. And every 
interrelational relationship that works out there, regardless of the origins or the countries or the religions or the backgrounds. It's these deep scars, like the ones in the mountains of Africa, which Lorraine Hansberry alludes to. These are the blocks in your way. How can you trust that they see your DNA or don't, that their ancestors might have been the ones to abuse and hurt yours? The scars in the landscapes match the ones in their ancestors' bodies. If you have made a relationship work, it's a testament that you've risen above these generational patterns, which are so deeply ingrained. The awareness it takes to walk these dynamics successfully. I get just as worked up by the equality in interrelational relationships. It's possible to be with someone and not see them as equal, to feel that you need to keep them, save them, belittle them. For some cultures, they even pick partners because they are submissive. There's no more equality here when a white person sees themselves as better, the breadwinner. There are just as many racist people in relationships with other cultures because they still don't see them as equal. They don't see them as someone to empower, someone to help grow. As I always write, your motivations matter so much more than your actions. And at the end of all of this, I'm reminded this week that I have the luxury of being able to record a podcast in openness, to speak my truth, to write what I want, to not have my life in danger of imprisonment or torture for doing so. And it's a luxury that can so easily and terrifyingly be taken away in any moment. And I don't feel that many people who are living in democratic countries ever stop to question that they could lose it or what they need to do with that voice.